Hello and welcome to episode 85 of the Game Train Podcast. It is the 23rd of July 2020 and we are currently streaming this live on Twitch. Joining me for episode 85 as always is Kyle the Lyrical Smith. Hello. Hello. Hello there. All right. So yes, we're going to... We've got another jam-packed episode here, um, coming off the back of episode 84, which funnily enough, we've actually recorded also today. So we've done a double lot, but we're only doing one live. But that's yes, right. That's, that's right. So this is our Ghost Tsushima review episode. We are reviewing Ghost Tsushima, the new Sony exclusive. And also we're going to be talking uh, all the news. We'll be looking at uh, some games we've been playing, like... Animal Crossing, Portal 2, Diablo 3, what year is it? Um, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, and, and all that. Oh, South Park as well. But um, yeah, we'll be doing wow, the what year indeed. Lame Love and Hype Trains as well. But first, before we get into all that, it's the news. Okay, first up in the news tonight. Uh, Tonight is the Xbox Showcase. That's right, streaming at 2am, but the pre-show starts at 1am across most streaming platforms. It will be the Xbox Showcase. It's supposed to run for about an hour, and it'll be showing off Halo Infinite amongst other games. I'm excited, you're excited, I think everyone is excited. Yes, can they just find... I mean, I guess this is the... This is the last time we get to speculate. Finally. Wow. Because then next time you hear from us, things will be said. That's right. And will, to- we, hear, will we get the price? Well, tomorrow we'll be doing a uh, a recap of that as well on yes, our we will. thoughts. Sometimes, sometime during the day. So you just have to be on around and see when we pop online for our little... Look at it all. Um, there'll be no price reveal. There'll be no hardware reveal. They said it's just games. Just games. Just games. Yep. Right. So we still get we'll to speculate on price game. and date. Oh my god. It continues. For both of them. It continues. Um, the great game of chicken continues. That's right. That's right. I think we're not going to find anything out until Sony's next um, showcase. I think sometime in August. Yeah. Uh, also, Ubisoft has announced they're doing another Ubisoft Forward, and this will be in September. So we're going to have another Ubisoft show coming. And this time, yep, I hope nice. we actually see what the hell they're doing with Skull and Bones. Yeah. I mean, they've already started saying some things that they're doing with it. Like they rebranded and stripped it back and did it all over again and said it might be due out, what, next year? Late 2021, I think they said. Right. Okay. So, um, yeah, and also uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 is the other one that I think people want to yeah, see. Yeah, would love to hear about that if that still exists. Where, where and uh, God, Gods and Monsters. Oh, Gods and Monsters is the other one. So we've pretty much detailed Ubisoft's next show for them. So well done. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome, Thank guys. You. Um, we'll take some money now, please. Um, yes. All right, StarCraft 2 is celebrating its 10-year anniversary. I can't believe it's been 10 years since StarCraft 2. 10 years since... Two. I remember two feeling like, oh my god, that's just so new and fancy. They're finally making a part two. Yeah, yeah. It's been ten years since part two, so to celebrate, Blizzard are adding new achievements to the game, a bunch of new custom campaigns, and some other things. So, StarCraft oh, two fun. fans, it's ten years old. I now feel really old. 
When are they? Uh, when are they doing all that? Uh in the next couple of weeks, let's say. Nice. That's some <laughs> solid news. Right there. Stop it, mate! I'll, no. I'll pull you. I'll, I'll swing this Bro. straight back on you in seconds. I did not even. I didn't even mean that. I was genuinely curious because I thought that'd be fun. Yeah. I didn't think you'd go. Oh, she'd be right next couple of weeks. <laughs> Yeah. Get here for the news. All <laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> um, also, Rocket League, yes, everyone's favorite soccer car game is going free to play. So you'll be able yes. to play Rocket League for free. Carl, when does it go free I'm to so play? I'm surprised it wasn't. Sorry? When does it go free to play? Uh, yeah, thank you for asking. <laughs> now, this actually happens <laughs> now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Um Overcooked, uh, everyone's favorite. Oh, you don't actually know. No, man. Uh, <laughs> Overcooked, everyone's favorite um, new thing where families have broken up over this game. But um, yes. the cooking craziness game uh, is getting a 4K remaster, which is coming out on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. And also, crossplay is going to be available across all platforms. Wait, you can play Overcooked online? It will be able to be online, yes. Wow. Because I thought that was like moving out where you had to play. Yeah, yeah they're, they're adding in the online. So I'll be able to actually play a view and we'll be able to yell at each other over microphones. Oh, that'll be so good. I know. That'll I can't really wait. Really I can't. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, hello, Sean Sunday. Welcome. And uh, Dad Paul and Ace Killer while we're here officially on this uh, recording. That's. Just some people in chat there for people listening to this podcast in the future. Yes, that's right. That's right. Welcome, uh, welcome to the chat. We're just <laughs> talking some solid news right now. We we are. It's very here. solid news at the moment. It's amazing. Yep. Uh, Nintendo had a direct mini, and by yes. direct mini, we mean an eight-minute direct mini. Not even eight mean, minutes, like I a, don't think. Might as well not have been a direct. You uh, know what was better than their direct mini? Nothing. Their random trailer for um. Mario, Paper Mario, that time they just dropped the trailer. Yep, exactly. Um, so, yeah, they, they showed off a few things. They said this was just going to be a third-party uh, partner showcase, and they said they're going to be doing more of these throughout the year, so expect Nintendo to be dropping these direct minis maybe once a month, maybe once every couple of weeks. We don't really know. We, who knows what Nintendo's doing? No one knows. knows. I don't think they know what they're doing. But what they showed off in the Direct Mini was Cadence of Hyrule DLC. So there's going to be new story mode. There's going to be new characters added to the game, new songs, new remixes of songs. So they're adding quite a bit to Cadence of Hyrule for fans of that uh, game out there. WWE 2K Battlegrounds. I know you're excited for this one, Carl. It's coming to Switch Uh, on September 17. Carl said he's going to do his own review show on this one. So I'm excited to hear it. Solo, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, In costume. Rogue Shooter, a a shooter which looks very Overwatch-like, is also coming to Switch. They showed that off as well. It looks like it's in some sort of pre-beta or beta at the moment. There's a lot of keys going out there for this game. So look around, you probably had to get one. I know some sites have, like, said, hey, we've got 10,000 keys to give away on these random websites. Like, okay, give give it out to everyone. I guess they need the numbers in there, so. Yeah. Yeah, um, and also the the big news was that Shin Megami Tensei 3 Remaster is coming to Switch in 2021, and 
Shin Megami Tensei 5 is coming in 2021 to yes. Switch. So a lot of people were very excited about that. Yeah, that one that one's very exciting, especially for Persona fans, as this was the series that kind of kickstarted that whole series, that whole trend at first. And uh, Persona used to be what fans assumed was just like a, a spiritual successor. But now seeing that they're releasing part five and, and uh, anything they release after part three kind of made us realize that Shin Megami Tensei continues on as its own series with its own identity, uh, even though it's um, kids in Japan in school with entities that represent them and demons. And yes, but it looks really fun. I've never actually jumped into a Shin Megami Tensei game uh, myself, but maybe this will be the one, right? Yeah, yeah it just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, have you got any news for us, Carl? Yes. So, um, Dreams has VR now. Oh, wow. Okay, so when's that coming out? It's, yep, now. Oh, okay, it's right. Available right now, yep. yep. You can you can try things on, on Dreams. It's, uh, it's VR. Oh, yeah, thanks, Messica. Nice to see you. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, Nintendo and Lego have released their new uh, the, the NES, the NES Lego system. Oh that yes, really cool. are, are you, uh, you going to get one of those? Three hundred and fifty Australian dollars. Oh so my god, that's a, hard, a hard yes from me. Um, wow, I'm glad you got cash to burn. Maybe I'll I go. Don't. Maybe I'll go get one of those coronavirus tests and get the three hundred bucks and go buy exactly Nintendo Lego. So like, guys, don't even pay me money. Just get me this Lego set. <laughs> That's maybe right. You could do that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, the, the VR in, being included in Dreams is actually like quite fascinating, and it's a pretty big deal because for anyone who has VR, a lot of the time the complaint is that there's not enough experiences to play. Which I mean doesn't really ring true anymore because there's so many amazing things you can do on it now but still the ratio of like good things to do on vr is a lot slimmer than just um great games and a lot of the time as well you don't want to jump into anything that goes for too long so like anytime you're inside that vr machine for more than an hour things start to get a bit full on even for us like gamers who play a lot of video games it's still a bit hard to take so something like dreams incorporating vr into it is so perfect because a lot of these are just bite-sized experiences and once you have a copy of dreams it's kind of like endless and i think the silliness and the quirkiness of these things that a lot of people are making are going to translate to vr so well yeah. as opposed to just a normal game you know like because you can compare if you're comparing normal games you're like all right how does this compare to ghost of tsushima or last of us part two whereas if you're comparing it to vr you're like how does this compare with you know, Iron yep. Man, mm -hmm. or like just a lot simpler, more crude game. So it's going to fit in really well. And I think it's going to be quite fascinating to see. I don't know if I'm wrong. There might be something I'm missing, but this is the first time it, the mass community has been given the tools to create any sort of experience and game they want in the realm of VR in this way, right? Yeah. So I don't think we've that, really that, had. that could be very strange, but there are some stupid things on there too. So I don't know if I'd want to hit random mode. I think I'd like to no, just go to random mode. I think I'd like to just Maybe go best, best of. of. Yeah, best of. Yeah. Because um, some were yeah, quite terrifying. Some were quite terrifying normally. And I mean, terrifying yes. that you go in a room and it's just someone screaming there. Remember that one with all those people in the arcade? Yeah, yeah. 
and there was like puzzles and that was creepy man mm -hmm. yeah yeah so yeah. I apparently there's a little bit of fine tuning that still needs to be done um and you can so not every single thing in there is going to be vr when you go in each experience has in the corner not vr vr only uh vr as well or there's even an option that creators can click that says not sure and that's for people who create at home and they don't have vr but they they want to create something that they think maybe would be cool but yeah. they don't know how it looks mm -hmm. they can actually put in not sure so you can go in and um, apparently people have been going in and just converting their like first person shooter games and then you jump in and the gun looks like it's the size of a house and you know like, all the perspectives wrong i learned that word today um, oh yes yes yeah, refer so to episode 84 if you that. haven't built it from the ground up for vr yeah uh so there's that to keep an eye on um i think that's all the news did we talk about warner brothers like two episodes ago at least something or? like that i think warner brothers is for sale we don't know who's buying it maybe xbox that's yep. pretty much it awesome <laughs> and that's the news and now i'm rolling the sound right now because i still haven't cut it down and here we go the sound's gonna play I got the timing of that really well. It kicked right in right after I think the sound's gonna play. I still, I, I still haven't. No, I never hear it. I still haven't cut it down, even though I said on the episode today I was going to because I spent like two hours getting everything ready and set up. But anyway, uh, okay. So on to the games we have been playing. So first, yes. first up, let's roll into it. So first game, uh, I sort of went back and had a go of is Diablo 3. Uh, there's a new season out at the moment. I think it's season 21. Um, and yeah, I jumped back in just to see how it was going and I fully enjoyed it. I jumped on, leveled a necromancer up to max level, started running greater rifts, which are these things where you've got like a time limit to kill all the monsters in there and they get harder and harder and harder. And I got up to like greater rift level 70, I think. Um, nice. and yeah, as you go up higher, you know, the monsters take more damage. They, they hit you more like harder, uh, but you get better loot and more loot, et cetera, et cetera. And you just want to try and just go up as high as you can in the rankings there in, in terms of the ladder, in terms of the, um, the levels. So some people get up to like oh, 130, 140, etc. Uh, here's some vision act if you're watching on Twitch at the moment of me actually playing the game. Oh, that's you in that, there? That is actually me playing the game, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was it was fun because I naturally really leveled the Necromancer in Diablo 3. So I went and did that and it was a lot of fun. And then I jumped on a Barbarian as, as well and leveled another Barbarian up and... Did an well, earthquake, did yeah, yeah. Did an earthquake run build and and all that, and um, I really enjoyed myself. It was a lot of fun. Wow, that's really cool. I, did, I had no idea they were on a new season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, twenty one of them, which is amazing. Like to think that they've been going for for that sort of long, you know. Yeah, this is very true. Excuse yep. me, one minute. Uh, yep. Excuse me, Evan. So, could you please yeah, do that? Thank you. Um, we're all hanging out here. It's yeah. COVID time. We share a lot of stuff. Okay. Uh, the, the next game, uh, which we're actually reviewing next week, but we've both jumped in and had a little look at it, is Paper Mario, um, which is the Paper Mario the Origami King, new Paper Mario that's just come out on the Nintendo Switch. 
Um, what is your thoughts so far, Carl? Like just and because I know you're not very far because the reviews yep. up till next week. So, yep. My my first impression is I guess the same as the first impression I had from the trailer, which is it is charming AF. It looks and feels really beautiful as most Nintendo properties are. This one feels super satisfying. The writing is, you know, it's very punny, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it's, you know, pretty tongue in cheek, anything to do with paper and stuff like that. But it is funny and it's, it's pretty humorous. They, they have a pretty um, uh, a signature style with all the Paper Marios in that way. So far, it's pretty, a little bit handholdy. There's a lot of text, but I'm assuming it's because I'm early. I hope. Yeah. Well, if you're okay. looking at the vision at the moment, this is some vision I took today of the game. And this is like the first world area kind of thing, if that makes yeah. sense. So um, no real spoilers or anything. I'm just jumping in some random battles and things like that. So yeah, it was, look, it, it's been fun. Um, I'm still getting used to this weird battle system. So if, for those that are watching on Twitch at the moment, you can see it's in this big circular sort of motion. You choose different panels to switch and, and swivel around and you're trying to line up all the enemies into like lines or, or groups to do your attacks for. Um, it's yeah. it's quite strange and unique. So it's taken a bit to get used to. And um, But yeah, you know, we're going to be doing a full review on that next episode of Game Train. So we'll go into it a lot more deeper then. Yes, Definitely. Um, and just say hello to Mrs. Lilante, who's just jumped into chat to say, hey, friends. Hello, Mrs. L. She's hello. a great friend of the Game Train here on the podcast. I hope you are well, Mrs. L. Um, yeah, but okay, Carl, you've been jumping into some Animal Crossing. Yes. You've been I jumping in. Now, Carl, I uh, want you to watch can... the screen at the moment because this is my island. Get jealous. Is, have you finally cleaned up? No. Oh no! Okay, oh, that's a lot of flowers. Some money trees there. This is, this is really nice. Okay, I can finally understand and get what all this stuff is. Yeah. And this is the, this is the mess. This is the mess, thing? by the way. Okay, let me see this mess. You wait for it. Let me see. Okay, it's coming. Uh, for for you listeners, uh, at you know, in the car and on your iPads and iPods or whatever. I don't even know what the world uses anymore. Phones. Um. You probably don't know this, but we're do- as we do it live, I'm watching Callan show some footage of him walking around his island, which he's been avoiding letting me go and visit there to see it myself because he's put it in such a mess. Oh, you have a little gym. That's cute. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Went to nice. the town center. That's my favorite part. Oh, okay. Right. This is it's- very good audio content. I know. I'm so sorry. Just the best. <laughs> Anyway, tell me about your right, animal. Your audio tell people, me your uh, animal crossing it. it's, experience. It's empty. It's bland. He's got two houses there. There's nothing but weeds. Oh come on! Uh, mate. He doesn't have any bridges yet, so he's been jumping over all the rivers with a big pole. Yeah. Um, he likes that kind of thing. Is is that a sandcastle? Yeah. Wow, that's nice. Oh yeah, got his little bottle there. That's that's very cute. Anyway. Yep. Uh, since that was the best segment of audio content we've ever produced at Game Train, yep. I'll also go to say that I have just been continuing in my Animal Crossing adventure with uh, me and my lady friend. I've been doing up our islands and sharing things and discovering stuff that people have been discovering like three months ago mm-hmm. and just being super surprised. 
we're having a lot of fun. I've only just turned my town center into not a tent. Yeah. Um, and I just got my second room in my house. And basically every day, I just, uh, I'm excited to be going and looking at the Mabel sisters and shop for new clothes. So that's yep. all I'm doing right now is actually just trying to style it up. Very but, nice. Yeah. Timing as ever. It hasn't gotten boring yet because I'm still in that first month of new things happening every day. Yeah. I bet that's nice. Um, so yeah, you also went and checked another blast from the past, which was Portal 2. Yes. I jumped back into that because I just, you know, I had this weird urge to play a bit of Portal um, a few days ago. I think it might have been brought on by jumping into that uh, super liminal game I was speaking about in, in our last episode. Yep. Which is just one of the indie games I jumped in. And one of the main things that was either good or bad about that game is that it was just such a replica of Portal. But, you know, obviously nothing does Portal as well as Portal does. Yeah. And another point is that um, Half-Life Alex is out and it's a game that, Kellen and I can't play, so the last thing they released yeah. was Portal 2. Yeah. So this is my way of kind of scratching that itch a bit and jumping in and seeing what it was like. So the first thing I noticed was when I sat down and looked back at all my um, Xbox stuff to try and find the game, I realized that I had no idea this was an Xbox 360 game. Oh, wow. Because my memory of it was so high in my brain like of, of how visually beautiful it was and just how like ahead of the curve i was just i just assumed it was current gen and i looked for it in my collection i was like what don't tell me i deleted portal 2 and then yeah i had to like slowly figure out that it was an xbox 360 game and i was like what the hell is happening really what yep uh, and it this game holds up so well especially because i haven't played it in so long uh as probably you have and many of us have i've played so many portal-like games, uh, whether it's just in the puzzles or just in the writing and the way they deliver it and the humor mm -hmm. um, and everything, like just how the physics works in anything that's like the, any of these, you know, first-person Steam games, these Valve games, I should say. They're just so beautiful and, and they it's on another level. Even now, watching how the animation works and how the world around you is sort of broken and the way... Gladys treats you while you play. Everything is nuanced and brilliant. There's so much more layers to everything that you see and hear in this game. It's still fantastic, but I thought I'd mention that I've been playing it through with the uh, developer commentary. Oh, okay. Because um, that's uh, available for you to use once you finish the game. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, what the hell? I've played through this twice already before, so let's do this and you know discover something new. And it is so fascinating having people actually talk about like all the different developers, some of the voice actors um, and everyone from writers to concept artists to programmers. And they all mention different things and they talk about everything, you know, you're talking about the making of the game and so on and so forth. But in each individual room, they talk about that specific puzzle. And a lot of these puzzles more than I thought actually got pulled over from portal one and oh. they tweak them and just change things that, they found didn't quite work in the first one as an upgrade. Some of them, they left them the same on purpose. Um, some of them were talking about, and I'm sure you've heard this before. I thought I'd mention this before I finish up, but about the, uh, that companion cube problem they were having, mm. which is they were trying to design puzzles where you needed to bring the cube from one room to another. But because people were so used to the concept of portal where each room is a single puzzle, 
people were just leaving the cube behind. Uh-huh. So then all, all they did was add a heart to it and have Gladys refer to it one time as a companion cube. Yeah. And t- they changed nothing else in that puzzle. And they found like 90% of testers would bring the cube with them until it was physically impossible to go on. So instead of people just leaving the cube behind once they've done one thing with it, they were carrying it through from room to room because it was now their little companion friend, <laughs> which I think such a brilliant um, experiment in just like the, you know, the human psyche and just what we do with this in in the inanimate, uh, whatever that word is. Jesus, Object. Yeah. Um, just like, it had no lines. It, it's not a living creature. It's literally just a box, and they just drew a little pink heart on it. Yep. And mentioned it, and yeah. So you find out such cool little tidbits about that, like throughout the game. Every room has this interesting little um, information icon you can click on and hear a little sound bite while you play the game. Uh, cool. And I'm having so much fun with that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, a game I went back to as well um, these last couple of weeks was South Park: Fractured Butthole. Yes, um, I don't know if you pronounced that correctly. The fractured butthole. Yeah, that's better. Thank yeah. yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I went back to it because I'd been watching a lot of South Park for whatever reason. It's on Netflix at the moment, and I just sat down, started watching it. And I was like watching the show. and went, I feel like playing the game, so I restarted it again and actually enjoyed it more in this playthrough than our original review um, two years ago. Wow, really? Yeah, because I think I just hadn't... I don't know. Maybe, like... Maybe you weren't in that mood. Yeah, yeah. And I just was. I just enjoyed exploring more. It was fun. Like, I finished it this time. I never finished it last time. Um, Uh, And you would have gotten so many more of the references. I did, yeah, from watching more more of the show and things like that. Mm. It it was was good. It was good. And playing it, I'm like... um, I'm like, nah, man, I'd love to see him do another one. Uh, Mrs. L's asking, what character did you make? I made a... What did I, I started as a blaster, but ended up as a plant mancer. A plant mancer? Yeah, which was actually really, really good class to play as. Because wow, okay. uh, throughout the game, you get um, more and more classes added, and eventually I think you can choose from whatever and mix and match abilities across... All, all classes and that, but I just went straight plant mancer, and that was really, really cool. It was really fun. Wow, nice. What's yeah. the plant man? Ma- what plant mancer? Oh, uh, I I made a uh, a, a male. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm being asked this in chat. I meant male or female? Yeah, I made a male. Um, I got to the top of the rich list. Um. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember what he was a Christian. Oh, skin color was uh, just standard. Whatever it, it started on, I think it was. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just stuff like that. But it was it was enjoyable. It was fun. Um, Plant Mancer uses, like, um, there was one attack which sends out, like, a, a tentacle plant thing, and it slaps the enemy, and it charms them to be on your team. So that was really handy to almost get another ally in a battle. Oh, and then there's okay, another like poison Ivy. Yeah. And there's another one because it's a grid based battle system, right? That, yeah. um, there's one that you bring up all these roots from under the ground. And I think it hits about six to nine spaces across the battlefield. It does a, a moderate amount of damage. 
And um, it also puts bleed on the enemies too. So then oh, they're taking nice. damage over time. And then your ultimate is a mass res. So if three of your teammates drop, you hit your ultimate and you can bring them all back to life. So it was a really good class. Wow, that's pretty OP. It like, was. It, f- it felt OP, but you don't get it until about three quarters through the game. So, okay. so you can't start as a, but, and by that stage, you know, the battles are quite strategic as well and quite tough at times. So having that helped a lot, especially like the mass res and the mass bleed on the enemies. Yeah, that sounds really useful. It sounds like the uh, necromancer of that game. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was a really cool, but it was, it was really fun. I hope they do another one eventually. Um, but yeah, it'd be cool to just go back and see even more new stuff they added in. Or, or whatever. But yes, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's it's funny because when I played the first, the Stick of Truth one, it was definitely the kind of thing where I went, oh, they won't make another one of these. This is yep. a once, you know, lightning in a bottle thing. And then w- they did it again and you're like, oh, well, now I don't know anything. Like, yep. it could they could very well make another one for the next gen. That's systems. right. Um, okay, uh, you ready to roll onto our Shan app for this week? Yes. Okay, uh, so this week we're going to shout out Sean Sunday. Yes. So um, Sean, uh, Sean does um, sort of like art, artistry, comic book stuff on Twitch, does drawing and all that sort of stuff. But he's he's been following us on Twitter and that for quite a while. He constantly retweets our posts and and things like that. He's been dropping into chats and all that. So he's been he's been great support for a while, Sean. So go follow him. He's on it. Twitch.tv slash Sean Sunday, or you can find him on Twitter. And I think it's at Sean Sunday on Twitter as well. I think. Carl? Nice. Um, have you watched any of his um, stuff lately? He's always doing something different. He's a brilliant artist. He We first saw him at PAX, was mm-hmm. it? Live on stage, he did a a drawing of Yug. Yep. I believe. As I don't remember what he was. I remember there was bubbles involved. And it was it was part of the um segment that uh, I was on called Speedrun Everything. Ah yes. Um, oh he... um we're just getting confirmation. It is spelled S H A U N S U N D A Y because Mrs. L yes. went is it spelled Sean Sunday, S-E-A-N Sunday, or S-E-A-N-S-U-N-D-A-E? So we've had a few different oh, yes. versions of it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, that is it. Yes. Sean Sunday. Yes. Yeah, and uh, the last few times, when I last checked him out on, on his uh, channel, he was doing some, I think, miniature painting. Oh, cool. Which was, yeah, really fun to watch. So he's always doing something cool. Sometimes he's drawing up some comics or designing some characters. So... It's always something interesting, and he's always keen for a chat. So definitely jump on, tell him Game Train sent you, and um, yeah, yeah, share the love. All right, are, are you ready to roll into our review this week, Carl? Are you ready for this? Boy, am I! Oh wow! Let's so go. this week we are re- reviewing uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I swore to protect this island with my life, never once betraying my code. today. Okay, so Ghost of Tsushima is our review game this week. It is the 
latest game from Sucker Punch, developer Sucker Punch, who is uh, known for their infamous games, and it has been published by Sony Worldwide Studio- Sony Studios. Well, what are they now? PlayStation Studios. Yeah, I can't keep up. They've I just changed they, their their they name. Rebranded it. Yes. Um, yes. So it is a third person open world uh, samurai game which people have been yeah. calling out for a while in like the vein of Assassin's Creed Odyssey in a way, you know? People have been asking for this exact thing since at least Assassin's Creed 2. Pretty pretty much. And they've gone and yeah. done it. They've gone and got the jump on Ubisoft. <laughs> how could you get the jump on Ubisoft with this? It's amazing. Like, I don't know. This is like, how I, I wonder if they're kicking themselves or if they're like, ah, we'll let someone else do it. We don't, maybe... It was one of those things where the demand was so high and the need was so strong that they're like, no matter what we do, people are going to be disappointed and we're going to wreck it. That's right. So let's not touch it. That's right. You know, kind of like the uh, remake of Final Fantasy VII and why that took so long because they're like, nah, we just can't touch that. And then finally they're like, yeah, let's do it. That's right. So, yeah, um, you play as a character in this gin on the island of of Tsushima and yeah. um, it pretty much, it's the Mongol invasion of Tsushima. Uh, the Mongols invade, pretty much wipe out the samurai, and um, you manage to survive, and then pretty much the game story is your quest to drive away the invaders and get your revenge for what they've done. Yes, um, straightforward. And, you know, you start, you know, you, you Jin is a samurai, but throughout the game, he has this um, character progression where he becomes less samurai and more just destroy the enemy at all costs. And he becomes yes. this icon known as the Ghost of Tsushima, which yes. goes against everything um, against samurai, because samurai are very honorable people. They, they face yes. to face in combat all the time, or Jin becomes this um, ninja assassin, pretty much. Yeah, exactly, which is something that uh, their culture highly frowns upon. And yep. he, it's, it's all sort of integrated in the storytelling in the gameplay, even not just in cutscenes, but you know, when you do things like assassinate people, it'll just do a quick flashback to a scene where he's being trained by his uncle telling him that you never stab someone in the back and always confront them and look your enemy in the eye. And they'll just like randomly flash back to that and then come right back to your gameplay and it won't even be in an important moment. It's a very interesting way they do that. You could be in just like a normal outpost and just taking out some rando. Yeah. And if you just to trigger that little cutscene, so it it does a cool thing where, in in the early stages, making you feel guilty about that stuff because it's not a, a specific cutscene. It's not a part of the story. So it does feel like it's your flashback, and you're like, ah, maybe I shouldn't have cut him, you know, stabbed him in the back. Maybe I should have taken him on. Yeah, um, and one thing this game does, which I don't know if you felt the same way, but I often try my very best to not be seen and to hide in the shadows and to do complete stealth. With this game, one, it makes you want to like just be boss and you know make have a standoff and fight everyone head on. But it's also because they make the gameplay so beautiful, the fighting system, and actually running in and going, you know, yeah. Swords out. I was going to say guns are blazing, not quite. But it actually, it's actually really fun and viable. Um, Mrs. Ells just said, think it shows the decline of mental health? No, I don't think it did. I think it, it showed that um, his character, how far his character would go to get 
you know, revenge and, and get rid of this enemy. That even so far as turning his back on his family, etc. Like what what drives him as a character, and yeah, yeah. Um, what's the line, and how far will he go? Yeah, well, what's the line he'll cross? You know, I, I think that's what I, I don't think it was a decline of, of mental health or his mental health state or or anything like that. It, it's like you know, this this part of Japan has been invaded. Um, all of his people have been slaughtered. So, you know, if he doesn't do something, he feels that the Mongols are, are going to pretty much rule and kill everyone out there. So he's gone out on, on his quest to, to rid it of, um, of the Mongols. Um, and now you ask how I normally go into a base. No, I mean, in games normally, not in this, I was saying like, oh, in every other game, I'm always sort of trying to be stealthy and i think like jumping off roofs and assassinating people is the coolest way to go about things but that when i played it in ghost of tsushima it makes you want to just go straight in and do a standoff against someone and just yes just go and mow them down well uh, pe people probably don't know what a standoff is so um the standoff system is this is when you approach a camp or a group of enemies you get the option saying standoff now tr in traditional samurai movies like and this takes so many old references from old samurai movies there's always that thing where it's a one-on-one -on -one battle um and then like the samurai will just whip out a sword and and kill someone in a hit pretty much right just one slash boom. like a western duel yeah exactly and it's just like in a standoff you'll approach enemies you get the option standoff you hit the button goes in this one-on-one -on -one thing and you've just got to let go of the button at the right time and you'll swing your sword and kill the enemy in a hit and then you can upgrade it throughout the game to kill multiple enemies in a row so you can get some yep. free kills straight off. Um, and it's whoever's closest to you. It's also not randomized. It really is one of the however many people are there. Yep. They don't just make you... I thought initially that it might just be a standoff with a random created NPC just for that scene. But if you happen to stand off against the leader, who's normally a little more challenging, you'll just kill him in one hit as well. Yeah, if that happens to be who you have to stand up against, so it's randomized depending on who's the closest enemy to yeah. you in that group of enemies. Yeah. Well, let's continue to talk about the gameplay. So the gameplay, as we mentioned, is yes. third person. It, it it feels like that very Assassin's Creed game. You can climb up some areas, you can run, you can jump, you, you slash with the button. Yeah, it's all those basic things that we've known. You've got a horse. It's all these things we've known from open world games for several years that have just sort of been building along the way. Um, in terms of that, it doesn't do anything really revolutionary in that way. It just does a lot of things. And I think the big thing it does do is the is the combat. Um, you know, in other games like this, you might you you walk in, you smash X and Y, and you beat the enemies oh sorry this is playstation so um you know square and triangle you beat the enemies you know um etc etc while in this yep. um it, it can be like that but then um there are also four sta stances in the game which you can switch to these different stances depending on what sort of enemy you're fighting so for example if you're fighting a shield based enemy you'll go into water stance to fight them because you'll do more damage against the shield based enemy. So your your skills will change, your moves will change, the way you hold your sword will change. It's really cool. And I found myself so many times, because you're fighting guys with swords, spears, shields, brutes, always in different groups and packs and things like that. Um, I found myself constantly switching stances throughout the fight. Yeah, so I'd be like water, Absolutely. stone, 
wind, you know, be constantly changing it. Which and you can do because when you hold the change button, it does kind of slow down time almost to a halt. So it does give you that window. Yeah. And I thought it was really great because when I first heard of the stance system, um, I was worried it was going to be like um, Neo's stance system, which is a low, medium, high stance. And I still don't get how that works half the time in that game. Oh, with the stance changing and stuff. In. And I was a bit worried it would be like, but I found it very easy to use the stance changing in this. Very simple. I knew what stance I was in straight away every time. I knew when I had to change stances. And I think that was a big thing. While in Neo, I yeah. didn't really know at times when I should be in a different stance or whatever. Um, yeah. So in this, I found it, it, it quite easy to figure out these things. And it was, it was quite fun to do so. It was really cool, and and you can sort of learn if you if you do like a particular stance, you can learn different move sets for that specific stance and put your points towards that. You do you collect sort of like XP point bonuses that yes. you can put towards all kinds of different moves, or sometimes upgrades yeah. for some of your new items, or maybe upgrades for the uh, navigational system, oh, which yeah. is another brilliant part of this well, game. Would you care to elaborate? For that, we'll just go through the abilities because you're just talking about the ability system real quick. Yes. So, yeah, the abilities, we talked about the stances, but then there's, like, you can up your, um, uh, what is it, your standoff mode. Then also you can assassinate enemies. You can, um, you know, learn put points into that so you can assassinate multiple enemies in a row. You then get gadgets like smoke bombs or... Um, kunais, which you can throw at the enemy and you can upgrade those. So there's lots of options on putting points in if you want to play that samurai style, straight up combat, or if you want to sneak around more, you can drop your points in there. All your gear has different stats as well, depending. So yeah. you might get a costume which makes it so enemies are less likely to detect you and your ghost weapons will do more damage, but then there might be another costume which updates your, upgrades your health a lot and allows you to take a lot more hits because your defense goes up as well. So you, you mix and match costumes depending on the situation or how you like to play. So there's a lot of customization there. Plus then there's the charm system, and you find these charms, and you can eventually equip up to about six different charms throughout the game. And again, these give you that customiza uh, customization throughout the game, Oh, and they've got all different abilities, like maybe more health, or you get health per enemy kill, or you are seen less, etc., etc. So there's so much customization and ways to make it. So you can make yourself a hybrid. So I was actually playing a hybrid style of Samurai slash Ghost, rather than yeah. going all in. So I might wear like a Samurai, uh, not Samurai, sorry, Ghost clothes, but then I might have Samurai charms thrown in there, yeah, etc. Nice. So I'd play a very hybrid build because I found myself. Going into a base, I might start off with a standoff, then I might smoke bomb out of there, hide, and then start stealthing. So I was always chopping and changing on how I'd sort of um, take on an area in the game. <coughs> yep. Um, that makes which, sense. Which, a, which a, was great. Um, yeah. I, I played a completely different... I played as a, a photographer. Oh, that, a... we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute because <laughs> we're going to talk about the environment next. Mate, you just take me where you want me to go. I don't yeah. see your notes. I'll just follow yeah. your lead. Yeah. So we'll talk about the environment. So goes to, uh, the island Tsushima is a, is a Japanese island. It's split into sort of three regions that you move throughout the game. You start in the in the south, eventually working your way north. Um, and but the, what they've done is, and then so we've 
so many years we've been playing these open world games where you have a mini map or you have a big ass arrow on the screen or a lion on the ground and you're following all these different things on how to get to the next quest or the next objective. Well, they've kind of done away with that in Ghost of Tsushima and they've gone with this really interesting system in that you still bring up your map, like your main map, and select on where you would like to go in the game, right? But when you go back in the game, there is no arrow on the screen. There is no um, dotted line on the ground. Instead, you watch the direction of the wind and that shows you where you're going. There is no mini-map or anything. It's a very minimal um, o um, like UI on the screen, which is incredible. It really starts to suck you in then. Yeah, it is. It's, it is quite brilliant. Um, they have tried to do similar things like this in, you know, say, Red Dead Redemption 2, where you can really clear up that, um, that HUD yeah, but that's more of a decision. So because of that, the game's not designed specifically for it. And as soon as you get a little bit frustrated or you've played it for a few hours, you can straight away just turn on the minimap on the bottom corner. And suddenly uh, in your Western cowboy game on a horse, you've got a little Garmin GPS on the bottom right that just <laughs> tells you where to go and yeah. what the icons are, you know, and exactly where dead bodies are. And, and like, it's helpful and gamey, uh, but it, it's not as immersive. And in this, and you know, the obvious... Um, Argument would be, we'll just take it off if you want to feel immersed, but then you know that you're missing something and that there's a better way to play the game. Whereas a game like this, where it's designed like that from the ground up, you know that they're going to put together a system that makes it comfortable and fun to play mm -hmm. uh, as best as possible. And you never not know where you're going, even when you don't ask for the wind to make a very powerful gust of wind to make it, you know, really obvious where you're going. It is always blowing in the direction that you are heading anyway, even the subtle wind. So the petals, the rose petals or flower petals and leaves floating in the air and the way the grass is blowing and just the actual trees are leaning slightly towards the direction of your next goal. And if you change that or you just put a little point on the map somewhere random, the wind subtly changes to go face that new direction. And it's so fluid and natural that you barely even notice. And it, it really does make you feel immersed like a samurai who understands and is one with the land sort of thing because yep. you don't really think about it and you're riding along on your horse full speed and you just kind of know where to go yep. even though you're in these new beautiful environments and then uh, instead of sort of little exclamation marks as side quests you get sort of distracted by little animals that show you where the side quests are or fun things to discover like yep. foxes or little birds that just fly right in front of you across your path and you can choose to ignore them. It, they're exactly like seeing an exclamation mark mm -hmm. in a big open world where you go, ah, I really want to ignore that, but I'm a gamer and I'm curious, so I'm going to go follow that. And so many times I've been like gunning it for this mission. I got to just finish this before I go, you know, I'm going to go upstairs and grab something to eat or something. And then this bird will fly in front of me like, oh, bird. And yeah. Off I go, following the bird to go find my destiny. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, they've done a lot of that was sort of, um, yeah, just the explore, exploration style. And, you know, there's there's lots of different little regions in the game, like there's grasslands, farmlands, there, there's a, a snowy area, there's a rocky area, burnt-out area. So they've done their best to sort of give a full ecosystem to this island so everything does feel fresh as you are progressing throughout the game. Um, which yep. is nice. It's not just forests, 
but you might come across a golden forest, which is all yellow leaves. And later on, you might come across one which is all red leaves. So it adds to this, the beauty of the game. And, oh, and, and it is a, and we should talk about the graphics. It is a stunning looking game. Like the environments um, are just next to none. And you went nuts with photo mode because of this. Please go on. Yes. I mean, I go nuts on photo mode all the time. I was just having a chat to um, a friend of mine and we were talking about how you know, some people are only just now finally jumping into the photo mode because it's so awesome in this because they let you capture photos, but they also let you capture mini videos. You can play with the weather effects. You can choose your time of day, what the weather's like. Like it just, it's all like the direction of the wind. And then you can choose how strong the wind is, which actually changes the size of a fire in the background. If you need fires to look bigger and all kinds of crazy stuff to get that perfect shot so people have been jumping into the photo mode because it's they've gamified it and made it so fun and enjoyable to try and capture these things but i was talking about how um when i first jumped into photo mode it was actually in red dead redemption part one on the xbox 360 um and there wasn't a photo mode but my friends and i were playing it and the sunsets were so beautiful that we were posing with the horse and standing in really cool spots and taking photos on our phone <laughs> as best we could of the screen and sending it to each other going like, what about this sunset? Check me out. Oh, look at this. I'm mid jump or whatever. And that was my first photo mode. And ever since I've been jumping in wherever I can. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of you guys would have heard the time it took me to finish last of us part two because of that. But it, it was so nice to see a game like this actually just dive right into photo mode and turn it into its own little mini ecosystem of a game. Yeah. And I've spent equally as much time in photo mode as I have in the beautiful adventure of just exploring the world. Every time I see a new vista or climb over a mountain or a hill that I haven't seen before, everything stops for at least half an hour. Yeah. I just pause it and play with the lenses, play with the different filters. And they use all the proper like apertures and, um, you know, all, all that shutter speed, all mm -hmm. proper measured so that you could see what it would look like if you had used those same measurements on an actual lens. So that's been really beautiful. I've been sharing some of the um, photos I take on, on my Twitter and Callan's been sharing it on the Game Train Twitter, which is Game Train Talk. Yes. I believe. Is that the one? Yeah. Yes. Well done. Um, you got it. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be uh, sharing yeah. a few more. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I guess the last bit we'll talk about is the music and sound. Yeah. So the, the music has that very, uh, again, they've taken all these references from old uh, Japanese samurai movies, but it's very, it's got a lot of pan flutes, a lot of that very sort of simple style. What you would expect if you're watching a Japanese movie, really, to put all that... A into Kurosawa movie, yeah. I think they were calling it. Yeah, which... Um, yeah, they put on again, and just the music just sounds wonderful. As does the sound um, throughout the yes. game. Just the environmental sounds of the of the wind and and the birds and the animals. And and you mentioned the foxes before. You can sometimes hear the foxes before you see them. You hear like, yes. and then you're like, oh, there's got to be a fox here. And then, then there's yeah. a fox sitting there looking at you. Can, can someone clip that? Uh, just Callan making the fox noise for me. <laughs> Nice. I need that from a ringtone or at least messages. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Also worth mentioning with the sound is they 
they did record a full Japanese voiceover with Japanese actors mm-hmm. uh, for, the, for the entire cast, the whole script. So it is really beautiful to jump in there and just experience this Japanese world in Japanese. The only downside to that, unfortunately, is that like in a real table turning situation, it, all the lip syncing is done to the English recording. Yes. Yep. Which is very strange because when you're watching it in Japanese, in this Japanese world, and you're a samurai and you're talking to other Japanese people, and the lip syncing doesn't fit, it feels really because I did the Japanese voiceover to be really immersed in this world. And the more I did it, the more I was like, this feels so weird. I'm just going to try the English one. And then the English one is perfectly lip synced. So straight away, I'm like, oh, well, that's Jin then. And everyone is speaking. Back to you with their lips perfectly synced to the English voice track, and they all have sort of Japanese accents, uh, or, or some are attempting to have a Japanese accent, which is a good enough try. Uh, but both are recorded really well. The acting is pretty good for the most part, but unfortunately, as much as I wanted to jump into that Japanese VO, I felt a lot more immersed in the world with the English one, yeah, because because the the lips fit, and I felt more like a samurai. Who understood his peers instead of some sort of strange tourist trying to read subtitles yeah, uh, in okay. a world that I didn't understand. You know, like if yeah. it fit, if it was recorded originally in Japanese, I would have stayed in there. Yeah, that's just kind of that's why I like, went English as well, because I didn't want that lip syncing issue I'd heard about before I played the game. I was like, oh, I don't want that. I'll just go English on this one, and that's how I went. Yeah. Yeah, he does. I have to say though, his voice as a Japanese samurai is just so much more boss. Oh, really? He calls out for the standoffs. Yeah, he's do it for like 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, just if you do one sort of jump in and do another story mode or something, just jump yeah. in and do something random. I can't do any um, more. I can't do any more story modes, mate. Well, something random. Yeah. As I also maybe, you know, try that. Yeah. I'm sure he talks. Let him talk to the horse or something. Uh, but have a listen or even go watch something on YouTube. But I think his voice actor as the Japanese samurai is just so much more boss mm-hmm. but yeah it just unfortunately the lip syncing kind of threw me out of it a bit so yeah that was a bit of a downside okay well um, we should start to wrap the review up um yeah i did before we jump into that i did want to say because we've been sort of blown up its ass a little bit there is a few tidbits i want to talk about which weren't awesome um unfortunately and one is it's a little bit dated in its camera I, I was having quite a few camera issues. Oh, the no lock-on system. Yeah, which the no, no lock-on system works beautifully for the most part. But a lot of times, especially if you're like closed in in a village or something and there's a few huts around you or trees or something, the camera will go right behind a tree mm-hmm. and you'll find yourself sort of adjusting the camera with three or four guys swinging blades all over and like trying to fight you. And it just felt a little bit late 90s early 2000s camera movement on on nintendo 64 where it doesn't just kind of stay behind you yeah because we've gotten so used to lock on ever since i don't know ocarina of time made it so perfect um without that the fighting is still very intuitive and it's quite amazing how he can kind of the game just knows who you want to fight because of what you're pointing towards and it it very fluidly moves from one person to the next but it's definitely made for open area fighting yeah um so that was a little bit of an issue and also another one that i found which isn't too much of an issue for many people but 
it, you, you can get overpowered very quickly, uh, which was a, another situation quite early on in the game, yep. which I guess suits the power fantasy that is being the all-powerful and all-respected samurai and the ghost of Tsushima. And it wasn't that much of an issue for me because all I want is to best find the way to have a good photo. Yeah. Um, so that works for me anyway. But if, you know, if you're looking for a challenge, maybe push it up to hard. Mm -hmm. If you're jumping in this and you're someone that's uh, very used to action games and open world games, just for a bit of a challenge. Or if you do want that power fantasy, then you're going to really enjoy yourself right here. And I guess it's still fine because the uh, exploring and the discovering of the world is such a huge part of this game. Yep. Yeah. So what, I just thought I'd get that off our chest what, before we jump what, what's into it. What's your score then? My score of this game is a hard 9.5. Oh, wow. That's that's pretty good. Um, for me, I, I love the the environments. I, I, you know, I love the gameplay and things like that. Um, but a couple of negatives I had. Um, you spoke about the um, OPness. That was a big one. Um, because yeah. being an open world game, you like to try and do everything. Now, uh, the game split into three acts, three regions sort of thing. By the end of the first region, I felt like I had almost learned every skill I wanted to learn in the game because I'd gone and done everything. Um, straight away, you can just start dropping points into everything. I feel like some of this should have been locked away. That, like, because, you know, it feels, it was like every gizmo or gadget you get, it's got like three upgrades to it kind of thing. I feel like things like that could have been locked away until later in the game that you meet like a ninja and he teaches you how to upgrade these things. And as our sensei teaches you more advanced stance moves and things like this, that yeah, you could then put, the that away. you could put in those points into them later on in the game as they unlock that way. And I think it would have stopped this, this power sort of pinnacle that you hit at the end of the first area, that it would have been more rounded throughout the whole game. It would have, it would have had that, almost progression feel of like, all right, I can't wait to get to the next region because I know there's going to yeah. be another samurai and ninja I'm going to find somewhere. Um, and they're going to teach me extras for my skills that I can eventually put points into things like that would have been really nice. Um, the game can be quite janky. You spoke about the lip syncing thing. That was a big thing. And also another thing is that just a general jank of the game, it does feel dated some yeah. ways in the way it plays, especially when you are climbing it's that very old style. You can see the platforms, you can climb up them. Um, you know, that we've been noticed like, Hey, there it is. I can see that area where I've got to climb up right now. Yeah. I can't climb up anywhere else. The fall damage is horrible in this game. When you fall off yeah, something. Yeah, very Witcher 3, if yeah, you remember that. You, there, there is a skill that you can put points into that you can roll afterwards, but you've got to manually hit the button as you land. I feel that should have just been an auto thing at that stage to just allow you to jump off higher things. And it's very hard to judge, even with the roll, what's not going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. I have experienced, even just today, the thing you were saying about, like, you, you know, first, the obvious one is, like, I'm pretty sure I can make this jump. I'm dead. Yeah. But then after that, I'll jump something that I'm sure is higher. And yep. I'm like, well, I'm dead. And you get ready to restart. And he just rolls, doesn't get any damage and keeps running. And you're like, what's the consistency here? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's all little things like that. Um, I found it strange that the button to get on the horse was R2. I know this is a small thing to bitch about. It's because you've been playing Assassin's Creed. The amount of times I walked up to my horse and pressed triangle, like almost like GTA-like, and I just slashed the horse. 
Oh my god, I have not once yet slashed my horse, man. Um, but yeah, it's just little strange, janky things that would happen in the game. Like, there, I saw some weird NPC glitches as well. Like, NPCs just sort of almost half floating at times and, and, and things like that. Um, and also I felt that um, it got a little repetitive later, like quite late into the game in terms of clearing encampments and, and things like that. There wasn't... Like, they, they introduced new enemy to, yeah. types, but I feel like there could have even been even more enemy types throughout the game. Yeah. Um, and there was uh, just a story I enjoyed. I, I finished this game. I got the platinum on the game, by the way. It was my first ever platinum. Um, oh, yep. Congrats, the the, the story was good. There was just one bit. I reckon it was... Oh, God. Maybe three-fifths of the way through... And it, it lost me for a good hour or two. It, it just lost me. Um, and it was just very hard to push through that point. I, it gained momentum again, but it was just this one point. I can't go into it because the spoilers and you're not up to there yet. But yeah. it's this one point in the game and it felt very tacked on. It didn't feel authentic enough for what was happening at the time. And it was supposed to be like, you know, all this emotion and things like that. I just felt none of it. I was just like... Get me out of here. Like, I'm not enjoying this bit at all. I can't go into detail because of spoilers, but that is how I felt. But in the end, um, I love the game. This is like the end of a generation for Sony. And I think this is a great way to end the generation rather than The Last of Us. I know we talked about this coming out after Last of Us. It makes sense why it came out now. Because I feel like this is like, tip your hat to the open world games of this generation. It sort of throws everything into this big basket for this one. And yeah. it's a good it way. Well. It's a good way for PlayStation to end this generation, and I think this generation in a whole. Like, I know we've still got things like Cyberpunk coming out this gen, but I almost count it as next gen now because of how close it is to next gen. Yeah, that's true. And I feel I feel like this is like that big sort of tip your hat to this generation. You know, 10, 15 years time, we'll look back and people will go, "What game sums up Generation Eight the most?" And you'd go Ghost of Tsushima because. So there were so many open world games. This was the last one of that time. It had all the sort of ingredients to the others, and it sort of you go. This is sort of what they eventually turned. Well, you know, this is the last one of them before the next generation kicked off. Whatever changes in gameplay may happen in, in the next gen. Yeah. And I plus gave the grass and plus plus the amazing grass, and I gave this a nine point one out of ten. Nice. So, yes. And that was, uh, here's my trailer thing, Ghost of Tsushima. Okay, we're back. Okay, that was Ghost of Tsushima review. Okay. So let's roll into question time. We normally run questions here. Remember, you can find us at... Actually, before I say this, anyone in chat, get your questions ready to drop in the chat right now because we're about to do our little spiel. So get them thinking and type in the chat. Right, so you can find us at facebook.com slash Podcast. We're also on Twitter, at GameTrainTalk. On Twitch, which we are recording on right now, which is twitch.tv slash GameTrainTwitch. Please follow us on there. We're on 100 and 99 followers on Twitch at the moment, we would like to break the 200 mark. It'd be That'd really, be nice, yes. really lovely to um, do that. And you can also find Carl. Um, he's got underscores. Please tell us. 
Yep. What I, I don't even know my underscores anymore. I'm at uh, the underscore lyrical for um for Twitch. So twitch.tv slash the underscore lyrical. I'm on Instagram at, at the lyrical, Facebook at the lyrical official. Jump on, it'll uh, mostly be music stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it'll be gaming. On on Twitch, it's always gonna be gaming stuff for the most part. Um and uh, I think that's about everything that you can catch me on. Okay. Uh, but, you know, usually gaming-wise, I'll be on here hanging out at, at Game Train. So Very cool. Very cool. And you can always find me on Twitch. I've been streaming every day at the moment. Um, follow us. Get those notifications turned on. I just pop on randomly and I'll stream for several hours. I've even been going almost six to eight hours a day every day yes you have yeah i've been seeing that so yeah i've uh, been killing it and uh, playing some different fun games yeah yeah um so we've got some questions coming in all right mrs l asked is cereal soup uh depends how small the pieces are i don't think it is i don't think it's soup at all it could be it could be called no, it's soup. cereal like, well like coca pops yeah, I mean, that's look, Cocoa Pops is a cereal though. Yeah, but if if pineapple is a berry, then maybe oh my God. Cocoa Pops can be soup. Oh man. Um the next question is if animals could talk, who would be the rudest animal? Um Wow, that's a um Maybe one of those bush turkeys. Ibis. Ibis. Oh my god, you're so right. It'd be just that's- the Arsehole yeah. of the animal world. Oh man, no, 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 no complaints. I, I completely agree. You just nailed that. I think. Yeah, it, yeah. It was. It's one of those questions. I thought maybe doesn't have a right or wrong answer, no. but I was wrong. Freaking you no, nailed the, that. I was, the next one in one sentence. How would you sum up the internet? Ridiculous. That's a word. That's a sentence too. Ridiculous dot. Man, you're a brave writer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Only the best can write sentences like that. Uh, let's see. How would you sum up the internet? Um, horns, meme, and some music. Wow. Thanks for saving my life. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, as always, you can send out different questions in the chat when we're on here. Or, ev- or everywhere else, as we mentioned before. Mrs. L, thank you so much yes. for those questions. Uh, thank you, Mrs. It, L. It made us actually think a little bit on the game train here. <laughs> it did. Uh, also, you know, go crazy. Even ask us questions relating to games if ever you want to. Yep, that's uh, right. But anything and everything works for me. Uh, what is the most embarrassing thing you have ever worn? Probably my lyrical t-shirt, Mrs. L. Oh, uh, yeah, game train shirt for sure. Wow. Okay. And in saying all that, let's roll into the lame train. <laughs> okay, Carl, what's your lame train? Uh, my lame train is your heavy Victoria new COVID lockdowns and making me scared that maybe you won't make it to Gen Oz. Uh, that's uh, worrying me. And also the concept of it possibly even moving upward for there to be no genos in a physical form, because that's um, one of the things that uh, Callan and I look forward to being involved with every year. And it's uh, jumping on with the team at Genos and doing a, you know, a two or three day nonstop stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so 
yeah, that's my lame train is is the uh, the fact that yeah, the new lockdown situation over in Victoria is making it so that maybe Callan might not be able to get out. Yeah, Um, if anyone has any ideas on how to smuggle me across the New South Wales border, please let us know. Um, Whether it's in the boot of a car or a barrel in the ocean, I don't mind. But um, yeah, I am not part of this episode, Your Honor. (laughs) Just know that I didn't ask him to say that. I was. I'm making no monetary value from this. Get me out. That. Yep. He's got his mask on. Everything is fine. There is no smuggling. Mm-hmm. I don't know this guy. Don't actually know how I got here. Yeah, here I am with the mask on. Anyway, um, yes, mine is a Nintendo Direct Mini. That was horrible. That was shit. Yeah, good one. That's a amen to that. Yeah. Sin Spaces. Hey, Sin Spaces. Hundred bitties. Thank you so much, Sin Spaces. Welcome back, sir. Bye, I bye, hope bye, you're bye. feeling better. Uh, Sin Spaces. Brian here. He had a heart attack last week. Um, he is now out of hospital. Um, he's a lot better. Thank you so much uh, for the 100 biddies, sir. And I hope you are recovering well. Oh, man. True that. Yes. Uh, we want to interview him um, on the platform um, when he is better. So we are waiting for him to get better. He's going to be our next guest. And then he's had a heart attack. Yep. Yep. So... Yes, uh, horrible news, but if you are feeling unwell, go to the doctor because it can save your life just like it has saved Brian's life. So, yes, yes, that is right. Um, yes, uh, my lamb train is the Nintendo Mini Direct. It was, I didn't enjoy it really at all. I know some people loved um, SMT5. Yep, that's the one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I, I was. Not impressed with the Nintendo Mini Direct, so... Underwhelmed, were you? Very, very, very underwhelmed, especially... Um, wow, Mrs. L saying the thought of guesting took him, took him to hospital, that's right. So, people, watch wow. out if you are a guest on here. <laughs> um, I feel like that every week, guys. Don't, don't even worry about it. <laughs> uh, but that wrestling says in spaces. Yeah, Kyle's already said he's doing a solo podcast episode just on that wrestling game. I'm very excited oh. to hear it. Only after you do the uh, the playthrough of Shin Megami Tensei three, I would say almost do that just to what just to listen to your wrestling episode. I know, and that's it's actually a pretty good game. So <laughs> you're welcome. Um, but yeah, um, do better, Nintendo. We want announcements. You guys have been quiet for so long, and it's just driving me mental. That's all. Yep, that makes sense. Yep. Uh, are you ready for the love train, Carl? I'm so ready. Okay, Carl, what's your love train this week? My love train is, and we spoke about this earlier. It's just, I didn't think it would come to pass so well, but is the, uh, let's call it COVID catch-ups. Uh, in, uh, in that we're jumping into older games like The Messenger that we have missed out on because of this, you know, situation brought on and it's happening a little later in it uh but where we've just been given a lot more free time than usual and not just that but that also means that a lot of games that was meant to have been released haven't been and they've all been pushed back later and that's a that's going to be a huge problem for later that's a problem for future carl but for right now it opens up this awesome window for us to finally just start you know chipping away at that 
pile of shame. And I've just been like stoked to be able to do that. Dude, oh, I'm changing my lame train. My lame train's you. How dare you? I'm in friggin' lockdown here, bro. And you're, you're in Freedom yeah. Lane. You can go to the pub and have a beer. I can't. <laughs> and you're no, like, I'm loving well, COVID lockdowns at the moment. I'm like, piss off. Mate, I'm not loving that. I wasn't saying I'm loving what it's doing to me. I'm just loving the gap. <laughs> Bro, if you wash your freaking hands once in a while, then maybe you'll be fine. Dude, I've right? got the mask. Look, my nose is out and everything. Like, you're supposed to wear it, okay? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is horrible. Um, uh, my, my love train has been uh, this huge streaming binge I've been on because of lockdown. I've got nothing to do. So I'm like, I might as well play games and go and hit Let's Go Live. Um, yeah, we've had a yeah, bunch of random fair. people come in. We've had, we had 28 subs gifted the other day, which was mental. It was absolutely Whoa, insane. Um, you know, just all these random people when I've just been going on, I'm just like, bugger this. I'm just going to go online and stream this game for the next six hours because I'm not doing anything else because of COVID. Wow. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I've just been loving just almost turning into a full-time streamer to a lot of the time as well, zero viewers. Yeah, that's all right. Whatever it <laughs> yeah. takes, hey. Yeah, but, um, yeah, look, I legit just sit here and just go, fuck it, I'll just stream. Um, yeah, for something to do because I'd be just playing the game anyway. I'm like, might as well be on there and, you know, saying hi to people if they drop in. And it's nice as well because it's actually helped me with a bit of the isolation as well when I have been streaming on here, actually being all serious now, is that, you know, people have dropped in the chat and say, hey, man, how you going? And it's just been nice while I've been isolated like this away from people because yeah, the, the only people I now see are people that I go to work with but I can't really talk or socialize because you're at work and then I go home and that's it. So, you, you know, um, I live on my own. So the whole communication with other people has been really, really down for a while now. So streaming and having people drop in and say, hey, you know, what's going on? And I think these weekly podcasts have been helping a bit as well because I get to see you for like an hey. hour and a bit and smile at you and, and say mean things to you and all that. But yes, um, uh, since spaces goes, you guys have discord not yet since spaces. That's actually next on the agenda because I'm, I'm going to look at setting one up and, um, and getting it going. Cause I think everyone else has one. I think game train needs one, especially since I'm streaming a lot more now. So I'll be able to put auto notifications and all that sort of fun stuff in there. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. that is true. Um, uh, Dev Paul, you could do cleaning and washing. Uh, no, Dev Paul. Um, all right. Are you ready? Wow. Oh, we do need more Jackbox games, Mrs. Elante. And Ash says, Paul Callen alone. Mm -hmm. That's right. Anyway, are you ready for Hype Train, Carl? I'm so ready. Here we go. Okay, Carl, what's your Hype Train? My hub train is, is a little bit far away, but I'm actually super excited because I just recently watched a whole new uh, set of trailers and promo material for Microsoft Flight Simulator. It's on the 18th of August, uh, and I just can't wait. I, I love the little tidbit that it's uh, the physical version is 10 DVDs. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. I don't know why they don't just use a Blu-ray player. I guess not enough PCs have that yet. 
Um, but yeah, this game looks so awesome. Um, I've been uh, catching up with some friends of mine. I've got a couple of friends who are actually uh, studying to fly, and a lot of them said that the old school Microsoft Flight Simulator were huge inspirations, if not almost one-to-one -one, um, teachers. Mm -hmm. um, and I just can't wait to jump in myself at something that just, I don't know, it just looks so awesome. It looks so beautiful. It'll, I, I'm sure I'm going to be rubbish at it, but it'll be so fun to jump into something that just looks almost purely for the visuals, just as just like, you know, graphics porn, just visuals come at me. Don't even talk about gameplay or whatever. And it, there's just so many, like the stats are just nuts. I've just been a bit excited about it. I've been watching trailers for the last couple of days for it. Wow. Um, and, and seeing just the thousands of cities and towns and airports that you can see. And obviously, I want to fly over my house. I want to go see my old place in Solomon Islands and Vanuatu and see what they look like. Yeah. Um, and well, do it on Google Earth. That's cool. Um, only problem I've got with it is that in Victoria, they're releasing the Victorian edition and we're all locked down because of COVID. So you're just grounded at the airport and that's the game. Uh, you're just walking around. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. It's like one of those real estate videos where this camera just shows you the house. <laughs> That's oh, right. Oh, no. Um, yeah. What's your uh, hype train? Uh, my hype train is the Xbox Showcase, which is going off in three hours from now. I'm very excited for another nice. big publisher showcase after the letdown of the Nintendo one. Um, I'm just interested to see what Xbox has to show. How they're going to present it is going to be a big thing as well. Um, are we going to yeah. get world premiere guy back? Is he going to be doing the voiceovers again? These are the questions of we need course. to find out. World premiere. Like, we haven't heard that in a while. And it's just exciting when you hear that voice. You're like, here comes the hype. Yeah. Even if it's not a great yeah. game for that second, your hype just goes up as you see that. And it might yeah. plummet instantly afterwards. But it is, yeah. it is so much fun. When but, it's like world premiere skatebirds yeah. you're like really yeah you need that. yeah world premiere overcooked three. Oh wow mm. okay cool um but yeah um before we wrap up i just want to hear one thing you uh would like to see there don't say fable halo or forza because they're all probably gonna be there but something you know something that you, you know, cool. uh, speculation. Speculation is the word. All right. Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> I'm just that's mine, man. I reckon that's coming to Xbox. <laughs> no, that, that is definitely Callens. He spoke to me about that just before the show and just piqued my interest in that again because that would be so awesome. And that is quite the speculation. Um, which, I mean, you should have mentioned the new... Um, whatever you call it, additional stuff for MMO games that you play um, that came out yesterday or whatever, the trailer you're watching. Oh, Final Fantasy 5.3. All I'd say is Final Fantasy trailer 5.3, it's coming. There's nothing else I can say about spoiling it. Well, I mean, that's all you have to say. That, but there's that, no date I, or anything. It's just like, it's coming. Oh, is there no date? No. It's just the trailer. Yeah. Ah, um, so... That's just the, um, I mean, the Final Fantasy fourteen expansion, whatever. Oh, uh, the next expansion hasn't been announced yet. Ah, oh, what was that trailer you saw today? Uh, the, so la the last patch of Shadowbringers. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes, okay. Yep. 
Well, yeah, so Callan was talking about that earlier today and it got us talking about it and uh, he speculated uh, before we went live about that going to Xbox. Me, I don't have anything, actually. Oh, okay. I, I just, I'm only, I just want to know what Halo Infinite is and that's all that's been in my head because it's uh, such a weird, unknown quantity until tomorrow. We'll just know everything. I can't believe that there exists only one more day where we don't know what the hell Halo Infinite is. Yep. But this we... feels, it's not as bad, but it feels like a, a Death Stranding when we knew so much about that game, but nothing at all. Yeah. And no one knew what it actually even was. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. But thanks everyone yeah, for tuning in. We've been doing this on Twitch. Remember, give us a follow on Twitch. We're trying to push those numbers up. At the moment, we are on 199 followers on Twitch, so twitch.tv slash GameTrainTwitch. Come give us a follow. Thank you to everyone in chat tonight. Ash, since Space is Mrs. Lelante, Dav Paul, uh, Sean Sunday, at Ace Killer. They've all popped in throughout the night said, hey, how are you going? Uh, it's been great. Uh, anything else to add, Carl, before we sign off? No, that's everything. I'm, I'm getting my head all ready for this Xbox showcase this is probably the most important piece of xbox anything for at least the last seven years but maybe even more this is one of the most important nights for them so yeah um yeah this is gonna be really cool yeah look uh, out for our thought oh Slee's here my my moderator Slee. Slee. yeah he's here he's my mod boy now <laughs> Comes in, boy. hangs out with me at like three o'clock in the morning while I'm here streaming. It's been nice. Legend. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Uh, we'll be back. Oh, we'll be back next week with our Paper Mario review, and we'll be live on sometime tomorrow with our whole wrap up of the Xbox showcase. So keep an eye on Twitter and Facebook for when we're going live with that. Um, all right. And yes. note to self, change the news outro for next week's episode. And this has been Game Train. 